Hello and a very warm welcome to Bergos Now. We are living through, let's just say, very turbulent times at the moment. The world's economy, the world's policy, geopolitical issues, the capital markets are going up and down. Everything is being, yeah, let's just say, tossed and turned around. And nobody better to shed some light on what's going on than our CIO, Till Christian Budelmann. Hello, Till. Hi, Aurelia. Till, we will, I think, touch on all the big topics that are of concern at the moment. But can I ask at the get-go, sorry to toss you into cold water there, but can I start with the big question of 2022? I'd say, will we have a recession? Yeah, let's keep it simple. The macro backdrop is very difficult for capital markets given elevated geopolitical risks and lots of macro problems. And the Western world is indeed now concerned about the possibility of a recession. Yeah. And although we don't expect a steep contraction on the whole, the Eurozone could possibly slide into a technical recession, meaning two consecutive quarters of shrinking economic output. Mm -hmm. And the United States will probably just barely avoid such a technical recession. But for the full year 2022, we anticipate economic growth of around 2% in both regions and between 25 and 4% for the global economy. Okay, thank you, Till, for that. But let me already move on to inflation, which is obviously a topic we've discussed a lot and which is a very worrisome issue. Um, what is going on with that? Are we at the top of that? Will this get even worse? Where do we stand on inflation? Inflation is the big problem these days. No question about it. The lockdowns have caused supply chain disruptions and continue to impede the supply side. And the Russian invasion of Ukraine has pushed energy prices even higher. However, the extremely high year-over-year -year inflation rates of around 7% to 9% mm. that we experience at the moment will probably subside somewhat in the near future. Okay. The US Federal Reserve has embarked on a course of aggressive interest rate hikes 11 hikes of 25 basis points each, three of which have already been implemented, are expected for 2022, mm -hmm. including some double steps, of course. However, inflation will not revert to the 0.5 to 2% range of the last decade, which we all found so comfortable. Instead, we expect that inflation will settle into a range of between 3% and 5%. Okay, thank you Till, for that analysis. I mean, it's kind of a perfect storm we're living through at the moment, at least speaking for markets, inflation, war in the east of Europe. Which, let's just say, issue is for you, in your view at the moment, very relevant? You also mentioned China this week. China is a big problem for the economy and, and markets, probably the biggest of them all. Mm. And global growth concerns have been heightened by reports that Shanghai is again tightening COVID restrictions, threatening to worsen supply chain disruptions, just as the city was emerging from a month of strict lockdown due yes. to a COVID outbreak. Yeah. And residents are ordered to stay at home, are barred from receiving non-essential deliveries as part of a so-called quiet period. And thousands of residents have been forced into centralized quarantine centers for showing a positive test 
or just because having been in contact with an infected person. And the tightened measures could be extended depending on the results of mass testing. At least that's what authorities uh, tell the people. And it wasn't clear for us what prompted the renewed tightening with numbers mm -hmm. of new COVID cases in this city actually continuing to fall. And Shanghai is reporting a couple of thousands cases a day, that's correct, but almost all of them are asymptomatic and there are only very, very few deaths. Authorities have been gradually lifting isolation rules on the city's 25 million residents, but the new order or the new orders appear to be returning to conditions at the early stage of the corona crisis. Yeah. And companies and investors worry the ruling Communist Party's zero COVID strategy that closed most businesses in Shanghai and other industrial centers will disrupt global trade and activity in automobiles, electronics and other industries for a long time. And it was astonishing to see how long markets barely reacted to the bad news coming out of China. But that has recently changed, obviously. And while the war in Ukraine is mainly a problem for the European economy, supply chain disruptions are a global problem that also affect the United States. And the economic health of the US is obviously itself an important factor for global equity markets. So we are hoping that the lockdown problem does not worsen further. And the only optimistic sign we can see at the present time is that President Xi Jinping will certainly want to proclaim some positive economic prospects for his country at the party conference in November. Well, Till, thank you so much for those insights and um, to elaborate a little bit on, yeah, on these issues that we are facing at the moment. Let me, well, well, can we maybe ask you about the markets at this point? Because, of course, it is very pertinent to see how equities and bonds are behaving in all of this. Yeah, the many uncertainty factors that we just mentioned, inflation, Ukraine, China, have also left their mark on the capital markets. From a multi-asset perspective, the situation is extreme. Both the most important equity indices and the global bond market are experiencing double-digit percentage drawdowns at the same time. And that has not happened in the last 45 years, during which the movements of these two asset classes have always tended to balance each other out. And furthermore, cash is not an alternative for many investors uh, due to high inflation, but also um, because of the continuation of uh, punitive uh, rates and therefore capital markets will most probably remain invested in assets. In fact, the current decline of equity markets, while significant, is not disproportionately pronounced considering the current adversities and tremendous uncertainties. Mm. Also considering the strong performance in 2021, especially in the United States. But a massive amount of pain has already been felt beneath the surface of the market as some bubbles we saw in the most speculative areas have fully burst, for example, across the more than 3,500 stocks in the Nasdaq Composite Index, more than 50% of the titles 
are currently down more than 50% from their 52-week highs. Wow. Quite an amazing stat. Yeah. And when you take a look at uh, fancy investments like cryptocurrencies, you see drawdowns of up to 98%. Yeah. So it's really, really difficult time. Till, yeah, very difficult times. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really just a little bit wowed about all of this. What do we, what do we recommend to our clients to do at this time? Yeah, that's a tough question and we are dealing with it every day, every hour, every minute. And in line with our general assessment of all the mentioned topics, we at Bergos overweight the asset class of alternative investments consisting, mm -hmm. for example, of commodities, gold and alternative credit. Yeah. And we have done so for the entire year and that has helped. We have also consistently maintained a neutral position in equities in 2022 after overweighting them in 2021. And we underweighted and still underweight bonds. And the gap between the earnings yield of equities and the yield of 10-year government bonds has yeah. narrowed to a point that is now s only slightly higher than the historical average. And that's new. And while companies okay. have indeed reported good profits in the current reporting season, their outlooks have often been vague and cautious due to the mentioned supply chain problems. And the mm -hmm. only factor that clearly favors equities at the moment is an extremely weak sentiment. Past experience shows that negative sentiment leads to a good performance in the following months. However, this contrarian factor alone is not enough for us to overweight equities. The uncertainties are just too great at the time. However, it remains that equities are indispensable as a source of long-term investment returns in a liquid portfolio. And that's the reason why we have not underweighted stocks. Mm -hmm. In terms of regions, we prefer equities from the US and Japan. We take a neutral view of European equities and we advise caution with regard to emerging markets, especially China. In terms of sectors, we don't have clear preferences, not even regarding tech stocks, which as you know, as you all know, we had favored for many years. Yeah. But in November 2021, we downgraded US tech um, from overweight to neutral. Also in Europe, we have reduced our tech exposure over the time and are now underweighted in this sector. Mm -hmm. In the further course of the year, we anticipate considerable volatility between investment styles with growth stocks faring better for a while than maybe value stocks again. But one thing seems sure, the years-long rally of growth stocks is probably over for now. Till, thank you very much for that overview. I can never let you go without asking for some kind of conclusion. So may I? Yeah, to sum it up, capital markets are gripped by extreme uncertainties. The fight against inflation has begun in the United States, hopefully not too late. And we do indeed expect inflation to subside but low inflation rates of the kind enjoyed in the last decade are gone. The war in Ukraine poses challenges particularly for Europe and the lockdowns in China are causing severe worldwide supply chain disruptions. At the same time, 
investors are confronted with falling equities and bonds, as well as punitive rates on cash. And alternative investments can mitigate losses. And looking forward, it is clear that equities have to continue to serve as a source of investment returns in a liquid portfolio, while bonds could play a more important role in investment portfolios only at a later time. So you see complicated business. Yeah. But that was our capital market view as of yeah, early May 2022. Complicated business in detail. Thank you very much for today to at least shed some light on this complicated situation. Thank you very much for being here today. Thank you, Aurelia. And before we actually wrap this up, I would like um, to point to Till's market commentary. Till regularly comments on everything that's happening, not only here in this format, but also in the written form. And we just released it this past week. You can find it on our website, www.bergos.ch under Till Budelmann, which is his blog. Yes, it's definitely very worth reading. And if you want to dive a little bit deeper into some topics that we've touched on today, this is where I would like to point you. With that, I would like to wish you, Till, a very happy weekend. Um, I hope you're back soon. I will be back. <laughs> and the same to you, of course, dear listeners. We hope that you will have a lovely weekend ahead of you and a successful week. Until we're back with more from Bergos Now next week on Friday. Until then, bye-bye.